0: Hey kids, welcome to the Capital Life Podcast. I am your host, Abby Pagood. This is where we talk about all the things that life brings. The good, the bad, and of course, the healthy. Today's episode is called Reflection of Self. We're dealing with the aftermath. And if you're not even really sure what that is, then definitely you need to tune in because it will be an interesting discussion today. Not a long discussion because you know how sometimes I go on my rants for long hours at a time and then it's like, is this episode ever yet? No, no, no. Okay. Well, today we're going to be talking about reflection of self. But before we get started, we want to make sure that you guys are aware of the focus programs that are available on CapitalHealth.com. These are focused programs or exercise programs that are all video demonstrated from start to finish. They're all exercises that I selected myself to ensure that you're hitting the exact target area of your body that you want, whether it be, you know, flabtastic, which targets our inner wobbly bits, or things like rotator fun that addresses all things shoulder rehabilitation, or if it's something like the beefcake which is totally your manly man's workout to just make you feel all buff and awesome. If you use the code THE capital LIFE, that's K-A-P-I-T-O-L LIFE, you will get $15 off every single program that is available on the website. Not one, not two, but all of them. So go check it out right now so that you can start getting your butt in gear, especially when we got the new year just around the corner. And I have to give a huge shout out to a huge capital partner, um, of mine that is B Zen Holistic Wellness Center. They are located in Allen, Texas. For those of you that are out of town, that listen to me from far, far away, they still can help you with supplements and reading blood work and helping you get regulated from afar. They are licensed and capable in order over forty-eight states. So don't feel for, don't worry about if you're long distance or whatever. They can set up virtual calls. They can set up analysis. They can set up all the things that you need, um, and they are my big pocket. I send people to them to get them reset, refocused on things that I might need a little. Some issues with our health need a little bit more intricate detail, especially when it comes to food sensitivities and hormone regulations and stress levels and really fixing our gut. So they are absolutely incredible. You might want to go check them out. It's Bee Zen Holistic Wellness Center in Allen, Texas. So, I think it's time to now get into a reflection of self. And the reason why I felt like this was a really good time to talk about it is because it's post-Thanksgiving. Post-Thanksgiving when we're usually getting together, we're with family members, we're sitting down, we're sharing a meal. And even just that one little meal that lasted just two, three hours of our time can still play out and bring some things to the surface that can be a little, not challenging, but also a little mind boggling. Mind boggling would probably be the better way to phrase it. And the reason why I say that is when we are children and we, you know, we, grow up in the world, what our external environments, our internal environments, all of those things are an influence on how we work the way that we work. Why do we have certain quirks? Why do we react certain ways? What behavioral traits do we like to play in? Um, Do we have a strong boundary system? Do we have no boundary system? It could be, it happens to all of us. It's kind of how we become who we are. We really do essentially build a lot of our morals and values based of our our experiences. And what's interesting is that when we're children, and I'm sure you guys have all been there, you know, there's always that one family member that somehow always puts you back into the time to how you interacted or how you acted during, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Where, you know, if, if you get together with a sibling, all of a sudden all the siblings are acting the same way they used to from 10, 15, 30 years ago, because that's the roles that every individual played when they were around each other all the time. And you've all noticed like you know there's that one person in the family that seems to never want to act how they used to act or at least how they you used to know them because you know they've either grown or evolved and you know you can never you can never call them Jesse anymore but you can call them Jessica or you know oh I don't go by Bob or Bobby I go by Robert. And so it's one of those types of things where As we age and we get older, we start to really evolve into who we are. We evolve into, you know, the morals and the values, our belief system, whether that's religious beliefs or political beliefs or what kind of activities that we prefer to engage in, whether it's community-based or work-based or relationship-based. And we really kind of start to grow. I mean, think back to who you are today versus who you were when you were 10. Just sit with that for a second. Imagine yourself, your physical, your mental, your even the lightness. You know, there was a freedom of our childhood that was present that sometimes we don't have when we're adults. And it's about that awareness that I want you guys to just think about just for a second. I want you to go back in time and think about how things were when you were a kid. Now, you may not have had a great childhood experiences. You might have had the most amazing experiences. The point is, who you are today is so very different than who you were back then. Now, that does not mean that you're not, still, you're not as awesome as you were, that, that if anything, you're more awesome today than you were back then because you've evolved, you got gained knowledge, you've gained experiences, you're stronger, you have more courage, you, you are more affirmed with who you are. But not everybody is up to date with who you are. We live with ourselves every single day. We go through the days in and out. We go through the emotions. We go through the stress. We go through the physicality. We go through so many different things in this amazing life experience that we have. But one of the things that we forget is the people around us and even the people that are close to us that impact us significantly, they aren't in your brain every single day they didn't go through those experiences they didn't go through those emotions Some people, you know, if parents or friends or loved ones um, or significant partners were with us during it, they're aware, but they didn't physically, emotionally, they weren't inside of our soul. They weren't inside of our minds. They weren't inside of our body. So they don't fully understand, but at least those that we have opened up to and allowed into those experiences, they have an idea and an understanding But at the same time, if we don't talk about it, if we don't reflect and openly discuss, then these individuals never know that. How often do you get together with someone from Thanksgiving or Christmas or birthdays or even a vacation? How much have you given conversation to about your experiences, about what's going on? You think about, yes, we have all of these life experiences that happen day in and day out, but do you notice how we select certain people of who to talk to? They provide a certain energy that is inviting, or does feel welcoming to discuss the issues. We are very selective with what we want to share and who we share with sometimes. And even though I myself am an open book to so many things on you know, I'm even an open book to this podcast and let it all out regardless of asking for my husband's permission, which, you know, sometimes might not be the best idea. But at the same time, my husband knows who I am. And he also knows that I would never share anything that is too outside and inappropriate. I very much open up because I want us all to be a community-based togetherness, create that impression. So in that regard, Let's go back to when we're around family members, when we're around people that we get to see selectively. We enjoy them immensely. We enjoy our time together, but at the same time, they don't always know everything that's going on about us. And so Sometimes the conversation starts as a surface conversation of, you know, up to dates of what's going on in your life and all the new things. And so you'll kind of, you know, you get to word vomit those things out to them and try and draw them a picture, but the perception is always a little bit different because the individual that you're speaking to knows you from way back when. They might have known you from five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. They have watched you evolve in different phases of your life. But at the same time, there is still a role to which you've played with that individual for years. And that role doesn't mean that you have been somebody else. You've just been a different version of yourself. You've only showed them a small percentage of who you are, right? Like you've only showed them you know a 10th percent of you or a 25th percent of you they've you've, they've never gotten the all of who you are and so sometimes their questions might seem a little outlandish they might seem a little off the wall at first because you know sometimes you you'll have that that comment where you're kind of looking at them confused on did they not understand what I said or they don't understand where I'm coming from? Why is that? Well, it's because they're still playing in the aspects of the old version of who they know you to be. And that's okay. That's not that's not going to hinder their care for you and that's not going to hinder their communication. It just means that we might want to start choosing whether, whether to let them know more about us in our situations or you know, maybe just letting that be. It just depends on, it depends on who you're communicating with. But it's important to be addressed that just because someone might have an opinion about you or might give you advice that doesn't match kind of what you're talking about, you have to be aware that that advice or that opinion is being created from a place, a small percentage of what they know you to be instead of the full percentage. And then you have a conscious choice of being able to say, hey, um, I think I might want to, I don't know, educate them a little bit more so that they can give a more sound advice perspective Or they can actually sit there and say, you know what, I don't need to get into all of that, the nitty gritty of things. I'll just leave it as it is and we'll just keep going where it needs to be and we'll just play play in our fun little happy role. Choice is yours, guys. The other thing to think is, you know, there, there has a tendency to be like a regression of behaviors. And what I mean a regression of behaviors, I don't say you're going backwards in like bad behavioral types, I'm saying. You're, you also are playing a role of who you were. So, for example, the perfect example is siblings. Siblings do this at the Perfect example is you know, you get together with your siblings. So, you know, my husband, when he gets together with his siblings, although it's not very often, but almost immediately when he gets together with his siblings, there is this playful, fun energy that is just theirs. It's like they're in their tiny, like little bubble, they're in this happy, goofy bubble. But one of the things that always kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's not the aspect that he's getting along with the siblings. I love watching him be happy and playful and, you know, almost going like, you know, it's a blast from the past. They get to kind of jump in and kind of be that playful version of themselves. But the thing that bothers me is that my husband changes the way he speaks to me when he's dealing with them. And the reason is, is because he, you know, he's kind of getting brought back to that old viewpoint or that old behavioral traits. And so, you know, how he speaks to his sisters when he's teasing them or poking them is not how he teases and pokes me. And he might start saying things to me and I, it catches me off guard because I'm like, wait a second, you don't talk to me like that because I'm your wife. I'm not one of your sisters. And uh, FYI, like you might be teasing and like making fun of them and they're teasing and making fun of you. But like, I don't really respond that way because that's not how I do things. Like, that's not how I receive. So it's kind of interesting to see that we do have those behavioral roles that do come out and it can make us kind of go back. I know that when my on on a fair point I'll address my how I am when I get together with you know my family, I will be a little bit more Uptight, or and I won't say pretentious. I'll say more, you know, regimented. You know, I'll have a little bit higher standard of, you know, not doing certain things at the dinner table or making sure you're dressed appropriate or things of that. Like it's like the standards of my of my upbringing plays out and, you know, dress a certain way for place and time and certain behaviors are accepted at certain times of the day. Now it's time to unwind and different things. There's more of a control-based aspect, you know, because when I was younger, you know, children were allowed to be seen but not heard. And if they, you know, were starting to get heard, you just send them off to go play outside so that adults don't have to deal, you know. And that's just kind of how things were for me when I was Younger, so sometimes it's a little difficult because I will not have those same habits that I were done for me. And so, my kids, you know, they have learned over time, you know, how to properly behave and dress appropriately and things like that. Although it's also still very foreign to them because I don't enforce those things or those systems as much to them. So we have to it's it's important to be reflectant in looking at that and really address identifying those behaviors, where they come from, what time period did they come from, how did those dynamics play out. If you're finding this helpful and insightful, don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and YouTube at Capital Health. You can also visit us at capitalhealth.com. That's K A P I T O L health.com. And subscribe to our newsletter so that you can get updates of all the awesome things that are going on in subjects. And if you really want to know more, then drop us a line and request your questions to be answered on the podcast or via newsletter and so you can get as much detail and education as you need when it comes to your health and wellness. So back to regressions and expectations and people's opinions and old behaviors. So if we we the first thing we've done is identify. We've identified identified the perceptions, we've identified the behaviors, we identified the roles that people have played in our life, but also the role that we have played. So now what? Well, my question to you is, does it resonate? Does that old role, that behavioral, emotional roles, do they still need to be present today? Are they still a part of who you are? Are they part of your personality? Um, Do you have behavioral reactions to certain subjects or people that still need to exist, or have you outgrown them? So one of the things I, I, I think that's important is to think about the opinions of how we choose to live our lives. So if we are identifying the roles we play in our behaviors and the construct of those systems, we also need to think about, you know, do the opinions of other affect the way that we're choosing to le- live our life? those people that you're interacting with that only see about a 15% of you, a 30% of you, does their opinion or their advice for how you should choose to live your life actually make sense? Does it resonate with you? Is it sound advice that makes sense? Or is it kind of a long shot? I'm always looking for self-improvement and involvement and making sure you know we're growing from within. I made some major decisions with my family over the last two years, that to be perfectly honest, my mother was against, my aunt was against, even my own husband was a little hesitant at first until they could see my viewpoint. And it really had to do with the decision to homeschool our children. Now, I'm not going to go into all the semantics on why we're homeschooling our children. And no, it has nothing to do with COVID or vaccines or teachers or any of the other things. It had to do with what I was witnessing in, within the school system, and what I did and did not want for our kids. And that's as simple as that. I found, hey, I'm not seeing that these loopholes or these issues are being addressed at school the way that I'd like. And instead of having a big traumatic experience and having to do the recovery to one of my kids, I decided, you know what, Let's just pull them and create our own system, and so that's what we've done over the last two years, actually three, um, possibly four. It's about three and a half years now that since we've changed over. We did all of these change. We all did all of this change mindset pre-COVID, so it had nothing to do with any of that hogwash. So, scratch that from your brain. It, we don't have to deal with it. It has to do with what resonated for us with our kids and their upbringing and the exposures that we wanted them to be exposed to. And yes, did that make things significantly difficult when it came to schedule? Absolutely. Was I lost on how the hell I'm supposed to raise these kids on a school system when I am not a teacher? And good God, I don't think I ever want to be one. Those wh- those people are saints. They d- handle so much of so many other people's kids, and I don't know how they do it. I think I'd be an alcoholic if I was trying to be a teacher every day, taking care of children that weren't mine. But the point was even though it was difficult and it was a complete change in our dynamic, I had to do what was right for each of my kids individually. I had to do what was right for our family. And even though my mother was hesitant, like was against it in my, because of how she was raised and you went to public school and you had social interactions. Well, there's other ways to provide social interactions. There's other solutions that you can find out. And you know, even though there's opinions about how, you know, someone, want, someone perceives how someone else should do or be, that doesn't mean that it's going to resonate for them. And if they take your advice, by all means, it's, you know, they're not trying to do everything to approve, to get you to approve of their decision. But at the same time, if they're not taking your advice, they're not trying to insult you. They're really trying to see what resonates and their decision is based off of them. We shouldn't be taking it personal if someone's not taking our advice, even when we know what the answer is. They may hear advice that you've given them 15 years later and then they finally implement it and they actually succeed off of it. And you're sitting there going, dude, I've been telling you that for 10 freaking years. Why didn't you listen? Well, they weren't listening because they weren't in a place in their life to be able to receive and they weren't in a place in their life where it resonated and made sense to them. It's about respecting the process, respecting the growth, respecting what matches someone in that place and time. We have to take time and care for one another. We have to also address the fact that You know, some people aren't ready for the ripple effects of the changes that we make going forward. We might make a big shift and change in our life, but the ripple effects could be, you know, they can be amazingly beautiful and they can also be, you know, shaking the ground where it exposes a lot of other toxic crap. You just don't know. But the point is, is we also have to be mindful that we don't know 100% what is going on inside someone else's head. We have to save space for them because we love them and we want what's good for them. But at the same time, we also have to identify what role are they playing in our life and what role have we been playing in theirs. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of The Capital Life where we talk about all the things. Join me next Saturday where we're actually going to do a little bit of focus of giving the gift of forethought. Don't forget to like and subscribe and follow on YouTube and Facebook at Capital Health. And by all means, the Capital Life is is available on all of our podcasting platforms except for Pandora. So why don't we spread the word because we need to take care of ourselves because you are somebody's everything.